Life is complex. Join us for the simple gifts of wisdom, love, and delight in the written word. Paradise Lost by John Milton Book 10, Lines 460 through 640 Satan from his throne addresses his assembled host. Thrones, dominations, princedoms, virtues, powers. For in possession such, not only of right, I call ye, and declare ye now. Returned successful beyond hope, to lead ye forth triumphant out of this infernal pit, abominable, accursed, the house of woe and dungeon of our tyrant. Now possess as lords a spacious world, to our native heaven little inferior. By my adventure hard, with peril great achieved. Long were to tell what I have done, what suffered, with what pain voyaged the unreal, vast, unbounded deep of horrible confusion, over which by sin and death a broad way now is paved, to expedite your glorious march. But I toiled out my uncouth passage, forced to ride the untractable abyss, plunged in the womb of unoriginal night and chaos wild, that, jealous of their secrets, fiercely opposed my journey strange, with clamorous uproar protesting fate supreme. Thence how I found the new-created world, which fame in heaven long had foretold, a fabric wonderful, of absolute perfection, therein man, placed in paradise by our exile made happy, him by fraud I have seduced from his creator, and, the more to increase your wonder, with an apple. He, thereat offended, worth your laughter, hath given up both his beloved man and all his world to sin and death a prey. And so to us, without our hazard, labor, or alarm, to range in, and to dwell, and over man to rule, as over all he should have ruled. True is, me also he hath judged, or rather, me not, but the brute serpent in whose shape man I deceived. That which to me belongs is enmity, which he will put between me and mankind. I am to bruise his heel. His seed, when is not set, shall bruise my head. A world who would not purchase with a bruise, or much more grievous pain. Ye have the account of my performance. What remains, ye gods, but up and enter now into full bliss? So having said, a while he stood, expecting their universal shout and high applause to fill his ear. when. Contrary, he hears on all sides, from innumerable tongues, a dismal universal hiss, the sound of public scorn. He wondered, but not long had leisure, wondering at himself now more, his visage drawn, he felt too sharp and spare. His arms clung to his ribs, his legs entwining each other, till supplanted down he fell a monstrous serpent on his belly prone, reluctant but in vain. A greater power now ruled him, punished in the shape he sinned, according to his doom. He would have spoke, 
but hiss for hiss returned, with forked tongue to forked tongue. For now were all transformed alike, to serpents all, as accessories to his bold riot. Dreadful was the din of hissing through the hall, thick swarming now with complicated monsters head and tail, scorpion and asp, and Amphisbena dire, Serastes horned, Hydrus and Elops drear, and Dipsus, not so thick swarmed once the soil be dropped with blood of Gorgon, or the isle Ophusa, but still greatest he the midst, now dragon-grown larger than whom the sun engendered in the Pythian Vale or slime, huge python, and his power no less he seemed above the rest still to retain. They all him followed, issuing forth to the open field, where all yet left of that revolted rout, heaven fallen, in station stood or just array, sublime with expectation when to see in triumph, issuing forth their glorious chief. They saw, but other sight instead, a crowd of ugly serpents. Horror on them fell, and horrid sympathy, for what they saw they felt themselves, now changing. Down their arms, down fell both spear and shield, down they as fast, and the dire hiss renewed, and the dire form catched by contagion, like in punishment as in their crime. Thus was the applause they met, turned to exploding hiss, triumph to shame cast on themselves from their own mouths. There stood a grove hard by, sprung up with this their change, his will who reigns above, to aggravate their penance, laden with fair fruit, like that which grew in paradise, the bait of Eve used by the tempter. On that prospect strange their earnest eyes they fixed, imagining for one forbidden tree a multitude now risen, to work them further woe or shame, yet parched with scalding thirst and hunger fierce, though to delude them sent could not abstain. But on they rolled in heaps, and up the trees climbing sat thicker than the snaky locks that curled Megara. Greedily they plucked the fruitage fair to sight, like that which grew near that bituminous lake where Sodom flamed. This more delusive, not the touch, but taste deceived. They, fondly thinking to allay their appetite with gust, instead of fruit chewed bitter ashes, which the offended taste with spattering noise rejected. Oft they essayed, hunger and thirst constraining. Drugged as oft, with hatefulest disrelish, ride their jaws, with soot and cinders filled. So oft they fell into the same illusion, not as man, whom they triumphed, once lapsed. Thus were they plagued and worn with famine, long and ceaseless hiss, till their lost shape permitted they resumed. Yearly enjoined, some say, to undergo this annual humbling certain numbered days to dash their pride and joy for man seduced. However, some tradition they dispersed among the heathen of their purchase got, and fabled how the serpent, whom they called Ophion, with your enemy, the wide encroaching Eve perhaps, had first the rule of high Olympus, thence by Saturn driven 
and Ops, ere yet Dictaean Jove was born. Meanwhile in paradise, the hellish pair too soon arrived. Sin, there in power before, once actual, now in body, and to dwell habitual habitant, behind her death, close following pace for pace, not mounted yet on his pale horse, to whom sin thus began. Second of Satan sprung, all-conquering death, what thinkest thou of our empire now, though earned with travel difficult, not better far than still at hell's dark threshold to have sat watch, unnamed, undreaded, and thyself half-starved? Whom thus the sin-born monster answered soon, To me, who with eternal famine pine, alike is hell, or paradise, or heaven, their best where most with ravine I may meet, which here, though plenteous, all too little seems to stuff this maul, this vast, unhide-bound corpse. To whom the incestuous mother thus replied, Thou therefore on these herbs and fruits and flowers feed first, on each beast next, and fish and fowl. No homely morsels, and, whatever thing the scythe of time mows down, Devour unspared, till I, in man residing through the race, his thoughts, his looks, words, actions, all infect, and season him thy last and sweetest prey. This said, they both betook them several ways, both to destroy, or immortal make all kinds, and for destruction to mature sooner or later which the Almighty seeing from his transcendent seat the saints among, to those bright orders uttered thus his voice. See with what heat these dogs of hell advance to waste and havoc yonder world, which I so fair and good created, and had still kept in that state, had not the folly of man let in these wasteful furies, who impute folly to me. So doth the prince of hell and his adherents, that with so much ease I suffer them to enter and possess a place so heavenly, and conniving, seem to gratify my scornful enemies, that laugh, as if, transported with some fit of passion, I to them had quitted all, at random yielded up to their misrule, and know not that I called, and drew them thither, my hellhounds to lick up the draught and filth which man's polluting sin with taint hath shed on what was pure, till, crammed and gorged, nigh burst with sucked and glutted offal, at one sling of thy victorious arm well-pleasing sun, both sin and death, and yawning grave at last, through chaos hurled, obstruct the mouth of hell forever, and seal up his ravenous jaws. Then heaven and earth renewed shall be made pure to sanctity, that shall receive no stain. Till then, the curse pronounced on both precedes. Tis the gift to be simple. Tis the gift to be free. Tis the gift to come down where we ought to be. And when we find ourselves in the place just right, t'will be in the valley of love and delight. When true simplicity is gained, to bow 
and to bend, we will not be ashamed. To turn, turn, will be our delight, till by turning, turning, we come round right.